Hey, welcome back to Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. Increasingly, I get asked about employer branding related professional development tips and advice from my audience, probably because I've been talking about the telemarketing school for some time and, and wanting, and I've been building my own brand as an, as an online employer branding coach. So I get, I get um, asked about these questions. And as um, employer branding has become such a trending activity, more and more of you out there are eager to develop your knowledge, your skills, and your understanding of this magnificent topic. And I think that it's also very important to do so because uh, if this is the career path that you want to focus on or you want to divert to, you must find ways to expand your your knowledge and your experiences on employer branding or talent marketing in general, even though your uh, your current work wasn't uh, giving you those opportunities. And I think that the more you can feel confident in knowing the important details and the options and the possibilities and the strategies and the tools, the techniques, the best practices and so on, the better you're also in choosing what is the... Um, focus area, the expertise that you want to personally uh, sort of uh, uh, put your attention on and, uh, and what you, you know, in, in which, to which direction you want to develop your employer branding acumen or, you know, obviously also choosing which strategy is the best for each given scenario in the company that you work for. And that, my dear listener, will set you apart from all the one-trick ponies. And this is what I call becoming a true professional in employer branding. When you know what strategy is the best uh, to choose for any given scenario and being able to then uh, plan how to execute, how to implement and execute your uh, your employer branding strategy. Just the other day, other day, I had a pretty lengthy conversation with a, a, a marketing director of a very successful business here in Finland. And during that conversation, uh, they said that how unknowledgeable the general employer branding practitioner landscape seems to be uh, based on their personal experience. And I'm talking about the landscape here in Finland, obviously. Uh, now, if you are an employer branding professional, you don't want to hear that. I mean, I was kind of like, well, I don't like hearing this. I'm an employer branding professional and I don't like hearing a very successful business here in Finland, the marketing director, thinking that the employer branding practitioner's landscape is not very good in Finland. And uh, I, I want to change that. I don't want a marketing director to have this kind of a mistaken belief. You don't want the marketing director who has impact and influence on your employer branding budget, maybe, or, or the decisions that the, your organization uh, makes for employer branding. You don't want that marketing director to feel that that you as the employer branding practitioner, that you don't you don't know what employer branding is or or they can trust uh, to, you know, to listen to what you want out of employer branding or that they will completely kind of overlook you and make decisions for you. You don't want that for you. you. I mean, if you are the employer branding professional in your company, you want the marketing director to help you and, uh, be a support to you and, and not kind of ignore you completely or do whatever they think that is a better thing. Now that kind of stuff, is just a really bad look on our industry and all the work that we do. 
Uh, and obviously, it's a really bad re- reflection on on anybody, on an individual and their skills, you know, from the professional angle. So that kind of stuff threatens our abilities to uh, get that experience that we desire uh, from employer branding because our bosses refuse to give us a reasonable budget to work with. Uh, if, uh, you know, the marketing colleague, colleagues are going to decline to to work with us or grant us the ownership of the employer brand or they decline to participate or limit our access to the company media and channels and the content. Uh, I hear this still a fair bit, especially from like larger organizations that uh, the marketing departments kind of um, don't allow HR and talent acquisition and employer branding inside. And the marketing department makes decisions on, you know, what social media you use, uh, what kind of actions and activities uh, you do, how the employer brand needs to look like, what collateral you can have, what's gonna be written on the on on your career site, and so on, uh, without really understanding even the talent target audience many times. So. It kind of sounds like the the you know the real marketing experts don't believe in the skills of employer branding practitioners, and the CEOs are likely to take the marketing experts' word for it. We don't want that. And uh, let me tell you, I've met lots of marketing experts who have no clue about employer branding either. So we really need to stand up, folks. We are the experts in employer branding. And the question is. How are you supposed to grow your own expertise, your own experiences, your own skills, your own understanding of employer branding if your boss and your marketing department sincerely believe that you have no clue about it and refuse to give you access to decision making or refuse to give you enough room to do and work with employer branding? I mean, how do you answer that? I mean, that's a, you need to think about that. My name is Susanna Randanen and I teach modern employer branding and talent marketing to aspiring talent marketing professionals, people like you who want to develop their skills, deepen their knowledge, become more strategic and build a successful career focusing in the marketing and communication that are targeted to talent audiences. And in this episode of the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast, I want to talk to you about you. I want to talk to you about your personal development needs and opportunities in employer branding, as opposed to what the business needs from employer branding from time to time, because those are two different things. So I'm calling you out to focus on what you need, what you want out of your employer branding career. I'm calling you out to be, well, become the boss of your employer branding career. I started my HR career in April 2002. That's like 20 years ago. And back then, there was no social media. There were no blogs, no podcasts, no YouTube. There were hardly even career sites because the company websites even, I mean, even the entire company website were pretty much nothing else but a kind of a business card with contact detail. When I started my HR career, I had to jump head over heels to really heavy hiring and setting up the entire HR department to a newly founded Finnish subsidiary of a uh, 
uh, internationally operating U.S. firm. And in those times, obviously, because you lacked a lot of the, uh, or most of, you know, what you have at your hands today, you had to be pretty innovative and have a lot of novel ideas on how to get attention, uh, how to find the applicants to your recruitment processes, uh, because the available means were next to nothing. And in a way, I really loved it because I'm pretty good at making next to nothing a workable solution. The notion of employer branding had been innovated only a couple of years earlier by uh, these product branding and recruitment uh, recruitment experts in in UK, and it was more than anything a theory. Uh, if this works in product branding, it should be working in employer branding. And uh, these two guys, Simon Barron and Richard Mosley, they were way ahead of their times when they came up with the context of employer branding. The thing was that the HR world did not adopt it for decades because recruiting was the job of HR and people who worked worked in HR like myself, uh, well, other people were, were pretty strong in admin, had the admin background, not necessarily even a talent acquisition background and to, uh, definitely not any sort of communication and marketing background. Uh, I was different because I actually came from communication and marketing and kind of just landed in HR like an accident child happening but i loved it i found my true calling in hr marketing and you know i you know it, it was like this is it this is me but but uh, most people in hr were like admin people then you know forward wind uh 15 years or 10 years whatever forward and because you know then we got the social media linkedin first and then the other social media that started to to be innovated and 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 uh introduced to us and everything changed. I mean, I always said that social media has been like a gift from heaven for us because we had nothing at HR uh, to to sort of support our marketing and communication needs. But the, the point here is that I've now worked for, you know, 20 years with one single controlling idea on my career, how to make a growth company a truly ideal and attractive place to work with the means of you know using the culture the employee experiences and then communication and marketing as your key tools there were no schools there were no courses there were next to nothing really to study on this topic and and wasn't for most of my 20-year career and i always had to well, you know, I was very driven to to find my education and my inspiration and my acumen from sort of other industries or other domains. So, for example, I've always studied the most uh, successful business leaders to understand how they build company cultures that engage and motivate employees to deliver goals. I think understanding organizational cultures and organizational behavior is really important in modern employer branding because the, the product of our employer brand is the culture and those employee experiences. I mean, that's what we're branding, isn't it? So it's really important to, to you know, learn about that, about company cultures, organizational behavior. I also studied most successful growth businesses and, and, and business theories to understand what makes a successful business. And you know what? The answer that I came back to every time was the people. Yep. 
I studied leadership. I studied organizational culture and behavior related uh, theories to understand what the context is, what, what, what it should look like and what it could look like in terms of, you know, how to connect the culture and organizational behavior with employee brand. I studied behavioristic science, motivational theories, behavioral psychology to understand how our brains work. And this today is like my most favorite topic of all time. I am a brain geek. I mean, I just love learning about how our brains work. And obviously, I, I went I went to university. I have a marketing and communication degree from university. So I studied marketing and communication to understand how to use those to influence people, their ideas, their attitudes, their beliefs, and their behavior. And especially with words and stories, that's what I that's that's like what really drives me. And uh, all through my career, I've had to pay attention to mega trends such as digitalization. Uh, strategies and uh, changing consumer behavior to understand how all of this must come together in this new era we are and have been living in for a decade. And those changes have been drastic. They've been radical and overwhelming, one might say. So, you know, I've scraped up from tons of sources. I've put in, uh, I've put it all together simply through testing, drying, iterating, experimenting, and then following up myself what works and what doesn't when you build this workplace to become a seriously ideal and attractive place to work. And this was obviously possible for the first half of my career when I was working at intern as an in internal HR. I and mean, I was able to experiment with the culture and the organizational behavior. And I think it's a really good area to to uh, also for you, if you work in HR and if you're really passionate about developing company culture, it's really important element in employer branding. Uh, this the product behind the employer brand, the company culture, and how do our people how do our people feel about the way that we work here, which is you know essentially what employee experiences are. So that's a really important area, you know. It's not the marketing activity or the communication activity of employer branding, but you know, you can build a brand on anything else but the authentic truth. And that's, you know, you have to have an authentic product to brand in this line of business. Because if you make up an employer brand, you know, based on illusions that are, aren't true, that you can't deliver, all of your employees will speak against it. They're not going to advocate an employer brand that they just simply see that isn't the reality. So it's really important to, to uh, understand the culture and the organizational behavior and employee experiences as the product you know, behind your employer brand. Now, I've worked on this context for, for you know, pretty much all my 20-year career, and I don't feel like I've come to an end. I'm still motivated to, to learn more, and I'm very um, committed to this lifelong learning kind of aspect that I just keep studying, keep learning, keep evaluating, keep educating myself. Oh, you know, the information that I learn, uh, I don't need it all. It's just broadens my and broadens the context that I can work with. And it's really important that I, I can really recommend that for you as well.
I was also an in-house recruiter during my HR career. I mean, in that role, I really learned uh, that talent acquisition is selling. I mean, it's selling the company as a place to work. It's it's selling the offer. It's you know promoting and proposing uh, people outside your company to buy in to you know to to see that the the offer that you have outweighs the other competing offers and that way your role as a talent acquisition person or the recruiter is to find the right talents for the vacancies but that's a really like a sales job then my first company that i established was a a recruitment uh, agency well it wasn't really recruitment agency it was uh, i was developing recruitment software but aside we were doing recruitment consultancy because we were developing a software to match uh, candidates with employer uh, with the company cultures so i you know we were doing for a couple of years we were doing recruitment consultancy business to test and dry the concept and the the, the software and so on and um, you know that was a really great way for me to even you know further learn whether this same idea of of you know the culture and the employee experiences behind there you know the the importance of those uh, as the product for the employer brand whether whether it works for other companies in you know different kinds of industries sizes scenarios d- different levels of awareness and attraction how does that work and it worked out really well it really i mean it was a really good experience uh but i wasn't that driven to continue with the recruitment alley i was really my heart was really you know steering towards the talent marketing and communication and employer branding so i ended up uh, i ended up uh, you know uh, stopping uh, or changing quitting with that with quitting with that uh, business and then in my current uh, agency emina which is the one that I own with my husband and where we're developing and, and obviously uh, selling the employer uh, magnetic employer branding method, consulting growth companies, how to use it, how to apply it, helping and teaching others struggling with the, you know, the same dilemmas of, of how to win the talents today. And uh, it has taken me 20 years to learn all that I know today, but hopefully I'll be able to give you something a solution that it won't take you that long because albeit it's really important to consider your professional journey as a lifelong journey because the world continues to change and and we have no reason to believe that it won't continue to change at this rapid pace you need to keep up your own knowledge and understanding updated all the time not rely on your employer not re- not rely on your boss or your the hr in your company to keep and, and recommend you what you need to know i think you need to you need to be on the driving seat of your career and find ways to keep up your knowledge, your understanding, find your calling, your motivation, your sources of motivation, so that you also know where you want to steer your career. I mean, sometimes we're really, really lucky and we can grow and evolve in the current workplace, but sometimes, you know, it stops and we can't. And when you are better equipped to... Uh, figure out like what you want to do next, what what's your passion, uh, and you're not dependent on your current employer providing you the education, you can, I mean, I think, I think it's really important to be in control of your career and your professional development. And if you're, if your boss, if your employer is willing to help and pitch in, you know, provide you uh, support for, for your education, that's great. But I don't want you to think that if they say no, 
that you shouldn't educate yourself. It is kind of hard to find consistent education on employer branding, especially in one place, and especially the kind of education that takes into account how radically and significantly the world, the working life, and our behaviors as consumers and talents have been changing over the past 10 years. What I want to tell you is that the world is more complex than it looks like. And many of the old tricks and practices in recruiting and in talent marketing, in employer branding, they don't necessarily work that well anymore because as human beings, we have changed faster and more radically than we have ever since we learned how to walk. And that we owe it to ourselves to educate ourselves and not be dependent on, you know, what our bosses or HR suggests us or offers us. I mean, you can study so much independently and in the depth that you are motivated to. You don't need to take courses necessarily. You can just, you know, listen to a podcast like this one to learn. So uh, I have a couple of tips that, that I want to share with you about how you might want to grow your personal acumen uh, and skills and knowledge on employer branding. Are you ready? So tip number one, start with making sure that you understand what employer branding is and what it isn't today. I mean, it's really important that you understand how drastically the uh, uh, employer branding has changed or the, the need for employer branding and the tools and the methods and the applications for employer branding have changed over the past 20 years because of the way us human beings have changed. For the first years of my HR career, employer branding was literally like a little bit of extra effort put into recruiting. I remember this trend of buying a bigger print ad, like a whole page print ad once a year uh, in the main newspaper, uh, to remind that we exist and that was called employer branding that was like the like that was like the trend of the employer branding practice of the year that we we buy a bigger print ad and that was it and then you know we were attending career fairs at the time at schools and universities that was really the only other thing that we could and I just don't mean myself in my form of workplace but in general what us HR people were able to do at the time in terms of employer branding but I mean it's just so much more these days and in fact because of this remarkable development in the field of employer branding all that is classified as recruitment marketing these days employer branding looks very different I re recommend you getting your head around the wider context of telemarketing too, not just employer branding and what that consists of, because I think that when you understand the wider context, uh, you are able to expand your options from uh, just being, a, you know, from being an employer branding practitioner to, to telemarketing or being able to cover the domains of recruitment communication, recruitment marketing, you know, developing employee awareness, influencing the, you know, better employer reputation through candidate and employee experiences, developing internal employee awareness, employer branding itself, which is not recruitment marketing, nor employee awareness, but differentiation, clear positioning and focus on building those emotional connections to the brand that overtake any sensibility from the talent decision-making. So there's a lot more within the context of telemarketing than just employer branding. 
And over time, you might want to learn all of it. Or when you learn about them, uh, all of them, you realize like, no, employee branding is really what I want to focus on. Or maybe you find another passion there. So don't limit yourself thinking that employee branding is everything. I mean, it's the best thing in the world to me, but it necessarily isn't the best thing in the world for you. So when you understand the context, the wider context, you will be surprised how much more sense everything within talent marketing will start to make, how much easier it is to connect dots as you learn, uh, and how much more inspiring it will be to learn enough to be able to recognize which of these sub-expertise your heart will eventually choose. Tip number two, choose a personal guide, your source of inspiration and knowledge, who you aspire to become to set you an example and guide you forward on your chosen uh, professional path. It's not indifferent who you choose as your guide or as your mentor. And with mentor, I don't mean that you have to personally know them, but you take them to your own. You follow them, you learn from them. There are so many people these days talking about marketing, communication, storytelling, influence, employer branding, P2P marketing, uh, so on. It's easy to get lost when you jump between like too many people and too many different angles and and uh, even opinions and information. So it might take you, take you a while to find your person or your few people, but select a few and follow them as long as you feel that they are able to inspire you and teach you. I mean, over my years, my max view have changed based on how, you know, I've grown, the direction that I've focused on um, and... Uh, which of these uh, my sort of online mentors have made me feel like they are ahead of times and they're where I want to be. Find who you want to follow and then stick to them. Follow their lead uh, because that's the way to go forward. That's the way to progress. If you have too many to follow, too many to listen to, I find it to be a little bit confusing because uh, I don't always know like who is ahead of you know, the other, or who should I follow if, they have, if they're giving conflicting information. It's just confusing to me. So I feel like I'm not really progressing. I'm just thumping over the same step over and over again. Uh, and then tip number three, do it for you, not your boss. Professionally, I think that we allow our current work and our current responsibilities take over when it comes to what we should be learning and focusing on. And uh, uh, while that's not obviously bad, why that would be immediately useful, I think that we should also uh, think that um, think like beyond that. What do what do I want to learn? Where do I want to go? And uh, I think that if you want to educate yourself on what matters enough to your employer, it's fine. But think about: uh, Do you want to leave it to others to choose your path? I mean, what about you? What matters to you? What about what makes most sense to you and for your career? What drives you? What inspires you? I mean, I think we should all be grateful if our employer invests in our education, but they only invest in education that obviously that matters to the business. But what if that isn't your ideal future? So study for your current work all you want uh, so that you can be the best in it, but don't limit it to working hours and what your boss offers or doesn't offer. Be the boss of your own professional acumen. Invest in you. Invest in you in yourself. Your future is yours. It's not your employer's. Anyway, that's all I wanted to tell you this week. Invest in you. Become the boss of your career 
and uh, become a lifelong learner because it's, you know, it's great to be able to be on the driving seat of your career and your professional acumen. Hey, come back next week again for another episode on the Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. My name is Susanna Rantanen and I teach modern talent marketing and employer branding online at Talent Marketing School. If you want to find more information about Talent Marketing School, go to talentmarketingschool.com or connect with me on LinkedIn and Instagram. You can find my Instagram profile, Talent Marketing Pro, and uh, learn more about, you know, the modern employer branding. Anyway, back, <laughs> I'll see you or hear you next week. Okie dokie. Moin moin.